I'm talking about. And then I played against one of the smartest players ever. Luke Keekly. Luke Yeah. Oh, my God. Is he as, as, as advertised? Man. Because a lot of times we think they overrated. No, like, uh, hell no. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> hey, Luke Keekly. He, it was like, I say hi, and I'm like, what the hell? He going straight now. <laughs> it's almost to the point where we just got to dirt the ball. He called their whole defense based off of, like, how we line up everything. You'll see him. He'll see like this. And he'll look at me. He's just looking at me. And he like, get back. Get back. <laughs> What'd you he'll check, he'll check to like cover phone. And I'm like, what the hell going on? So at the Florida State game, they started talking about Heisman and all of that. You said you was going to wear a purple suit. You said something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I said I was going to wear a pimp suit with an afro and a... Right. And uh, whatever that cup called, I forgot what it was called again, a little pimp cup. Yeah. And I, I, I just made a joke. I was making a joke about right, right. it. And, uh, and it was uh, <laughs> it was funny because then somebody created a picture. Yeah. And they were like, this is how Ja'Cory going to go to the Heisman. <laughs> but I was just making a joke. I was, right, right, oh, right. If that would have happened, I wasn't going to do that. So, so, and then later that year, it, it, got, it got worse, right? It mm-hmm. got bad. It yeah. Got, it, it got bad. I went from... Um, it was, it was after I got hurt. Yeah. But I kept playing. Did I, they ever say you was hurt? Well, they, I remember them saying nope. something. No? Nope. They ain't. I had to play. Yeah. Wrap it up. And I was cool with it because. Why did you have to play? There was no. They didn't want to put. Uh, AJ, AJ wasn't no. He wasn't really a throwing quarterback. I remember. He, that was Hasmith's son, right? Yeah, he wasn't really no throwing Because remember, all my backups left. Yeah. Everybody else that. After training camp, once they not uh, declared me the starter, everybody transferred. Everybody. So you ended so up just playing me and AJ injured with your thumb. Now I played. I played from uh, all the games after North Carolina. I think it was like four, five games after that. Yeah. And I'm talking about even during the North Carolina game, I threw four picks, and I could. I'm talking about I got Hank open on the post. Couldn't do it. He didn't beat the D, beat the DB. I throw it ball go over his head and I'm like yo something wrong with my, with my hand and they like no it's just a bruise that's what they telling me it's just a bruise the whole the for the whole last part of the season they just like hey wrap it up it's a bruise until I had it was a some specialist from Canada so I've got to do that he, he used to come in and and do certain things and I was talking to him and I and I to the side I was like hey can you look at my thumb for me and so he doing stuff and he like he pulling it. I can feel him pulling it, and it's like slipping and everything. And he like, your your ligaments torn. And I was like, I knew something was wrong. Right. And he was like, nobody told you that. He was like, it's obvious. All right, well, you just told me to wrap it up. Yeah. He's like, nah, like <laughs> that's why you can't. And I'm explaining to him. He was like, how are you still throwing the ball? I was like, well, what I do is I wrap this up myself. <laughs> tape it up and then when I get the ball after I take take it from on the center I sit it on the top of my hand like this I can't grip it with my thumb so I just grip it with my four fingers and I spin it I had to find a way to throw it spin it so sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't and that's when you threw all the interceptions that's how that's when I started just because <laughs> basically the only quarterback how many interceptions did you do that year? 17 how many touchdowns do you remember? 24 how, 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 how but I had 17 touchdowns when I got hurt. 
So I probably would have threw like 30 something. So you saying, okay, let's spell it out. You saying I had 17 touchdowns. Right before, right before right you when got, I got hurt. Right you got, yeah, the, so you've been to throw how many touchdowns that year? Probably, if you go on pace, that would have probably been like 36, 37 touchdowns that year. So after you got hurt, that's when you played the decline. I threw seven, seven touchdowns with like 10 interceptions after that. Let's talk, man. How bad did it get in Miami for you? That's when you realized that, holy shit, I thought it was, they was on my side. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it got bad, but it was like, I guess people, you know, they – I had built up enough potential yeah. that people still were, believed in you. Yeah, believed in me and everything. So it was. Um, it was. It, it, it so was, it wasn't as bad as we. It it was bad, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of stuff I really didn't care care about. Why? Explain that, cause somebody coming behind you need to hear this, bro. Like, explain know, why didn't you? How care? I looked at life, like it's so many other things that I could be out here worried about and. Uh, Tripping over in life that this ain't this a game. Yeah. I love it, right. but I gotta put in my head that this is a game. Like, it's right. not gonna change who I am, right. all that stuff, and that kind of helped me in my life. So you you say you never wanted football to define you. Yeah, explain yeah, yeah. that. Oh, uh, like so. Growing up, you you as a kid, everybody in the community, especially our community, the black community. Uh, from when you're six years old, it's all about sports. Right. And sports, 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 sports. That's the way out. That's how you're going to make enough money. It's like hitting the lotto. Yeah. That's how you're going to make enough money to change your family's lives. And um, that's how you're going to help the community. That's how you're going to do this. That's how you're going to do that. And you grow up and you get put in those situations. You're fortunate enough to be um, one of the three million people that kids – that's from when it's six to actually make it to college. Or it's how like, many it, it is. is like hitting the lottery. It's like it, hitting the lottery. It, it really is. So you make it to college, and then to go from college to the pros, it's like, dang, you one in a million, if yeah. that, to make it to the pros. But then what I started realizing, to me, once I got, I remember I, had, I think I had my best count when I got to Philadelphia yeah. as a free agent. And it never, I never thought about the business or anything, but I had my best camp. But I didn't realize I signed to a team that had Mike Vick as a starter, <laughs> uh, Mike Kafka was the backup already. Yeah. And he had he had did good like in preseason yeah. over the year, over the years he was, he was good. Uh, they drafted Nick Foles, who was my roommate, right. uh, third round, and then they had Trent Edwards, who they had just gave a million dollar signing bonus. Right. So I'm. Well, I'm, my agent told me this is the best place for me. I go to, and I have the best camp. I'm talking about balling. I remember Deshaun McCoy was in camp like, hey, man, hey, Jaquari, how did you come down here with, with us and throw? Like, that's how it was. Yeah. Hey, tell Trent to go down there. <laughs> be, the, be the scout team quarterback. That's how they were, they were talking like that. Yeah. And um, so then I ended up making it to OTAs after the rookie camp and everything. But OTAs, I remember, I don't know who the coach was, but I remember he asked me, because we doing drills, little agility drills. And I'm like beating the guys and all that stuff. He's like, hey, you ever thought about playing receiver? I'm like, I do think I got the best hands out here, but I ain't fast enough to play no receiver. <laughs> right. He's like, but you fast enough? I'm like, yeah, but I'm a quarterback. So in my through that whole draft process, you know, they try to make black quarterbacks switch their position yeah. immediately to – Whatever. If you ain't in the top, you need to switch. Go receive it. 
So, why do you think that's Because most time, nine times out of ten, black quarterbacks are athletic. Right. So. You think that's the reason why? And they don't think you're cerebral enough. Right. Now, ooh, you should have said that first. <laughs> but, I, but I don't. I think they don't that think comes, you're smart I enough. I think that comes. I think that comes second. Though. Think so? I, I think that comes second. Cause like Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, he's played the positions. He's been talented enough. You got that on film. Right. But then you also see he runs. He probably gonna run a four two. And you're like, dang, I can utilize this somewhere else. And I can get me another quarterback. Uh, we can have our quarterback, but we can put him in different packages and all that because right. of his athletic ability. I don't think it automatically first. Yeah. Now the second thing is, oh, they don't think we're cerebral. They yeah. don't think we know football. I think that's second. That's after, after they in their head they like, okay, he he's yeah. athletic. Yeah. So um, I had a coach ask me, you know, thought about playing receiver. I said, nah, I'm a quarterback. Next thing you know, me and Nick in the room watching TV. Dog on Philadelphia uh, area code come up. Hey, hey, this is Howie, uh, GM. Oh, what's up, Howie? How you doing? Man, Jaquar, I just want to let you know, man, we've been, we loved you. I mean, we, we've been watching you this whole time. You've been excellent here at our camp. Um, that's why we wanted to sign you and everything, but it's just not enough football to go around. And I'm like, dang. And Nick looking at me like, <laughs> I'm like, he like, oh. So... I'm like, all right, cool. It is what it is, you know. And he's like, man, look, we are gonna put a word out there for you. Hopefully, you get signed somewhere else. Uh, it's just we got so many guys that right. we didn't pay money up front, and we gotta give them every opportunity to succeed first. And we don't want you just sitting around. Right. Um, we want to get, want to release you now so you can get on get a chance, right. before training camp. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, um, so I hang up the phone. I'm thinking, you know, I'm finna chill. Lady called me. Hey, I'm downstairs. Like, no, lady called me to set up my, uh, my flight arrangements. Right. So then she she was like, okay, which one you want, the five or six o'clock? So I'm like, I take it don't matter five uh, five o'clock. And then she was like, all right, uh, there's someone downstairs right now to pick you up. I was like, wait, you mean today? And I look at my time. It's three o'clock. Go now. Three p.m. <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, yeah, today. You, the flights today, I'm like, dang, we'll change it to the 6 o'clock then because right. I ain't going to be able to make it. And she's like, yeah, I got to go turn in your playbook. All the uh, guys, there's still some of the guys were still in the locker room. They're like, man, no, this can't be, man, you were doing good. They give me, they start loading me up with, like, Philadelphia gear, the yeah. equipment guys, and they're like, man, we loved you here. So they took care of me, and it was cool. But then after that, I ain't even, I'm going to be honest with you, I was – Mentally, I was done with football. Like, I think my agent had some um, going in the training camp, some some opportunities. But I was, and I had to ignore everybody. I had to went to uh, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I had one of my boys from Idaho. I love, I love went to New York. Stayed in New York for like two weeks. Uh, drove over to Ohio State, and I was uh, I went and um, was with my boy Travis Howard who yeah. came down here. Hung out with them. We were just driving, drove back to New York, flew back to Miami, got in Miami for two days, and my boy was like, man, you want to come to Idaho? I'm going to go see my family. Stayed out there for two months in the mountains and stuff, chilling. Went to L.A., vibed out there, went to Vegas, 
back to L.A. You said you was ignoring people? Man, I ain't hit nobody up, nothing. I ain't even care for it. And then I signed to the CFL up when I was in Idaho. Yeah. Because it was like December. I started reaching out. Because um, Jerosa House, he doesn't deal with CFL or anything yeah. like that. So you had, I had to find another agent. Oh, you had Drew? Yeah, I had Drew. Mm-hmm. So I found another agent, uh, got up in the CFL, and um, took off from there. Yeah? And yeah. never looked back at the NFL? Never looked back. Because, like I was saying earlier, how I look at things is uh, the reason why I don't truly, I really don't even care for football that much. I enjoy watching it. But um, it's almost a situation where I think how I look at it is you take a group of black men from their six years old until they're in their 20s and all they focus on is sports. And at the end of the day, along the way, you have very few that care about your education. Yeah. You got very few teachers that even. like. But then you got the ones that's like, hey, look, we're going to help you out. We're going to get you through. Right. Coaches that just get you through because uh, they want you to be on the field. Right. So you do you end up doing the bare minimum all your whole life when it comes to anything outside of football. Right, right, right. So now when it's when you have these guys go to Betty T. Ferguson, you see guys out there still trying out for the NFL, thinking that they finna get a, a shot. They're I'm not saying they're brainwashed, but it's like what else do you expect when for 20, 20 some yeah, odd yeah, years, yeah, that's, that's all they know. Yeah. You don't tell them to build a resume. Right. You don't tell them that it's other things you can do other than be a, a football player. You don't tell them that, hey, if out of high school, you don't want to go to college, you can go be a firefighter. Right. You can go be a police. Make the same amount of money. Right, 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 <laughs> and right, right. you have a career that's going to be 30 years, you're young enough to retire and walk away with it. Five million dollars, right. chilling, easy to be good, right, right. and on top of whatever you saved over the, your thirty right. years of, of working. So it's like we don't teach the people that. All we teach in our community really is be an athlete to change your family's lives. But how many people really do make that money and come back and and help out, build stuff? Right. Um, you make enough money to where you don't need to live off of. And I'm not saying everybody is supposed to do this, right. but you don't need to live off of. Twenty-five million dollars. Well, you can well, take that. Because you can when take they that get it, you never they, had it. They, exactly. Never but had it. So you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose and it. You don't know how to do it. With for it. those twenty years, you was never taught. Yeah. How to, how to manage that money. money. Right. So now they know that this is the this is the best way. To me, it's the best way to keep black men stuck. To me, it is. So, if you look at it from a total, from an overall, it's the best way to keep black men stuck because. Yeah, they got the money, but they don't know what to do with it. So it's just gonna sit in their bank and just chill. They spending on whatever it is, and yeah, they might keep it for and be straight for us their lives. But that money can help change other people's lives right. if you invest it the right way. You can help change your family's lives. Now you create generational wealth. That's right. where you ain't probably gotta ever worry. You or your family gotta ever worry about money. Yeah, but so yeah, they don't know what to do with it. And, and that's yeah. what I used to do. Like so, in the off season, when I was in Canada, I made good money in Canada. Uh-huh. But in the off season, I go work at jobs. I ain't never think I would work. I worked at a restoration company yeah. for two years, super restoration down in Doral. And I remember coming at 8 o'clock in the morning, guys like, dang, what you doing here? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I ain't never done no hands-on stuff like this in my life. Yeah. This is exciting to me. I'm learning how to. And you had money. Man, 
bro, I ain't even worried about the money I'm making. I'm right. just like the experience, and now I get to put this on my resume that I got that I said something. Yeah. Because your resume is just okay. Football, football, football. Accolades from football. What have you done that can help me out here? Then, with foot, when football was done, I applied for a job that I had no prior background to. I was over the landscaping for Miami Dade County, half yeah. of Miami Dade County. I was a zone manager from the from Kendall all the way to Homestead. Yeah. I got over 40 districts. Got about 50 guys working under me. No history or nothing. I just interviewed the way I interviewed. I used football to correlate with like leadership, time management. Of skills, course, right, right, right. All this stuff. So I knew how to do that, but not a lot of guys know how to do that stuff. Yeah. And I try my best when people I come across to, hey yo, I know you love football, but start having something else that you love. Yeah. Outside of this, like start building on that now because, on average, you you, you might play it. three years. If, yeah, even if you do, you might play it. three years. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a shot in the dark. I mean, most people don't make it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like the winning the lottery. It's like winning the lottery. Yeah, I don't think we say it enough. I don't think we say it enough. Um, like uh, what's the coach name said I had on the show? Um, Herman Herman Edwards. He said, "Listen, man, if you think little Timmy gonna make it to the NFL? He not." Mm-hmm. He said, I coach the Under Armour game every year, 90 of the best players in the nation. He said only six of them go to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, 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 and those are the best players in the nation. It's a, it's a, it's a tough – I think, I think sports gets us off – gets up it's – a, it's a, it, for me, it was a getaway from my home life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot going yeah. on in my house. You know what I'm saying? Drugs. Mm-hmm. Daddy beat my mom. And it was, it was a getaway from my home life. It was an outlet. But then we can't be looking at it like it's the only thing. We don't use it. Right, correct. I think. Right. And they know that. They know that we're gonna not we're not gonna use this outlet the right way. Right, right. Because right. like you said, it is an outlet yeah. from a lot of things. I remember my best friend died when I was, he got shot in the drive by shooting. I stayed right over here. Uh-huh. He got shot in the drive by shooting. I was um that affected me to the point where I was kinda like mute for a little while. Yeah. And the spring of like going into my 11th grade year. Right. Me and Goon, Trina brother, yeah. was competing for the, uh, the quarterback job. Right. Because of that situation, it made me focus up, and I ended up winning out the, the right. quarterback job. But um, it's stuff like that that a lot of people go through, uh-huh. or even worse. I ain't my my mom and my dad took care of us. They ain't have it all, right. but they made sure that we had what we needed and everything like that. So I didn't really have to worry about those type of things at home. But it was a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm still in this in this neighborhood. Right. I'm still around a lot of stuff. And it is hard to stay focused. But at the end of the day, we as a community, all we preach to our kids is play football, yeah. play basketball. Right. You're going to make it in this. You're going to make it in that. And we don't tell them, use it. Yeah. Use it to get your education. Don't just go and major in liberal arts. Yeah. Don't go major in sports administration. All these basic majors that give you just minimum, yeah. bare minimum classes. Utilize the opportunity you have and take advantage of it. Yeah. So now, if you do hit the lotto, you still it'll still benefit you because right. now you, you in your finance class you probably learn how to manage money. Yeah. So now you can put that money to work. Right. Whereas in liberal arts. They teaching you basket weaving and all this other stuff, and you like you just want to play football. You just want to play football and make money. Right. And now, now you're another black guy. Yeah, you got money, but that money ain't being used, right. and it's going back right into the community, back into the into the economy because now you're buying cars, you're buying houses, you're buying, well, you're not even buying houses. 
they're buying cars and material things, things that not gonna no value, no value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just started saying that on my platform. I started teaching how to invest in Bitcoin, yeah. and we talk about that on the platform mm -hmm. now. People like, man, why are you talking about finance? I said, dog, because we could run Guess fast what? enough. We could jump behind. You though. might not believe this, Snipes. Yeah. I don't know when Bitcoin came out. He told us. But <laughs> when I was in high school, uh -huh. Snipes used to talk to our coaches. And be like, hey man, y'all invest in this thing called Bitcoin. He told us. This man, I swear to God, <laughs> Snipes will always talk about it. Hey, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Over all the years, I'm talking about Bitcoin probably was worth cents yeah. when he was talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine. I know he. He said he killed I, I don't want him to. A lot of people sold look, it when they went back down because they didn't understand. That happened to Snipes. <laughs> he said he kept it. But Snipes. He said he kept it. But this I ain't was... no pocket watcher. <laughs> But if he put a dollar in Bitcoin back then, yeah, yeah, right. I'm telling you. So yeah, I use the platform. I use the platform for that um, it, because I realized that holy crap! Like, even if you do make it, the only skill you got with money is to spend it. To spend it. That's it. And I don't even know, know that's a skill. I, I don't know what it, but that's the only thing we know how to do with money. Yeah. And and, and Floyd Mayweather said it. Boy, a man with a hundred million dollars and no plan is a broke man. Yep. And that's a hundred million dollars. And a lot of people don't even. <laughs> that's generational wealth. Right. It's wealth that can change your life, your kids' life, and if you use it the right way, mind you, I'm preaching. I ain't got right. hundred million dollars right. or nothing right. like that, but I see it. I've been around it. I've been around those hundred million dollar right. situations, and you just got to put it in the right. Place. And it's not being utilized the right. You just way. have to put it in the right place. Some of it, like it's crazy. You don't have to do much, bro. Like yeah, you don't have don't to have much in order to grow it. But we just don't know where where to put it. We don't. We don't. It's not taught to us. Right. It's taught to other individuals in different areas and different zip codes and right. all that stuff. And you don't learn it. You start seeing, learn about redlining and how they use the real estate. And um, different different uh, strategies in real estate yeah. to section off certain individuals based on their education, their financial situation, their jobs, and all that stuff. And then when you start learning about that stuff, yeah, you like it's a system. What? It's like it's a it's a plan. Like they don't care that you play football. <laughs> they know what you're gonna do. Yeah. We got so much research that football players are gonna if they do make it, they gonna fuck their money up. And even if they don't mess their money up, it ain't going to help nobody else. So, yeah, you rich, but ain't nobody else in your family rich. So now where, as an individual, they be, I don't care. It, yeah, nine times out of ten, race has something to do with it. So you get a white guy where he makes a million dollars. Yeah. White guy, black guy, they both make a million dollars. The thing that's different with him is everybody in his family comfortable. So they don't need no money from him. Yeah. So now he can take that money and grow. His money can go up. It could go up. They say our money go back down. So now people. with us, <laughs> right? I we never. I never had it. Yeah. My mama never had it. My daddy never had it. My sister, my brother, my cousin, my uncle, everybody never had it. So now, when you filtering that money out, whereas his million is growing, yours depreciating. You your your money gone. Yeah. And yeah. then and. I know some people that had they found me on like ten thousand dollars a month, and then when they got cut, it could be their mama still, still like, hey, what happened? Yeah, hey, I'm waiting on my check. But we don't understand it. I mean, if somebody see a snapshot of you making a million dollars, that they snapshot ain't. gonna last for ten years in the head. But the thing is, 
it can be a situation where, all right, yeah, I made a million dollars. Guess what? If we play this the right way, we, we all, all we all can have a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. But nah, that million dollars got. I gotta. I got that million dollars. I gotta go get the stuff right. that I wanted first. And say I wanted that Lambo, so I gotta get that Lambo first. Yeah. I wanted that big huge house. I gotta get that big huge house first. Dang. I had a million dollars, but it was taxed to six hundred. But now that six hundred, my agent took whatever three yeah, right, right, percent. Right. Uh, my agent gave me trading card deals, but didn't tell me I had to take I had to take taxes out of it. Yeah. So now I owe the IRS, and I need a fi- financial advisor. But my agent, he has he knew this all along. He has a financial group. Now he getting paid from that. His financial group taking care of you now. Yeah. So. He didn't put you in a situation where you didn't know, and he knew you wasn't gonna know. He knew you was gonna need him later on. Right. And then now that million dollars is maybe three hundred thousand dollars that you got to yourself, and you didn't already put a down payment on the Lambo, put a down payment on the house. Oh, don't mind. <laughs> Next year you get cut. Right. And yeah, you signed for twenty million dollars, but you got cut because you had a off the field injury or something like that. Like Jawan James, ten million dollars yeah. lost, gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you cut. You wasn't expecting that. But you still got a Lambo bill to pay. You still got a house note to pay. Even if you did pay your house off, you still, because you bought this huge ass property, this $10 million property, you still got about $50,000 in property taxes a year that you got to pay that right. you didn't know. So it's like. And it, it, it just go. <laughs> you sound like TLC on that verse. Let me tell you how you sell 10 million records. <laughs> and be broke. And be broke. <laughs> And then they broke. I remember they did that. We, we were starting our record label, man. I took my penny pad out, and she broke it down so fast. It was like, God, yeah, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. That was just sound like, man. No, bro. Listen, it's 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 it's, it's a system. If, if it could be, but we could do better at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We could do better at it if we just slow down and pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there to help each other out. Yeah, it's definitely a system. And I gotta, and I, and I know me like. Um, I've, I got to do a better job. That's kind of why, like, I'm I'm stepping out more and uh, actually responding to people and like actually talking. Yeah. Because you know me having my family and uh, it, it make me look at things different. Because I've just been the last couple of years, I've just been focusing on just getting right. Yeah. And um, you know becoming a firefighter yeah. and everything and taking care of that stuff. And now like talking more, I start to see that I can help some people. I can, even though I probably wasn't, I didn't make it to the highest, the highest levels. So it's like I can't talk about when it comes to that crazy amount of money and all that stuff. But I know I got enough knowledge to see. Like I got best friend, he Terrell Killings, he doing real estate now, and he like killing it. Him, Jermaine Reed, these guys went to the West. Yeah, they utilized that football to get them a scholarship, but then also got education and certain things right. that help them now. It's relationships too. It's relationships. Like you gotta shake people's hands and we're not good at that. You gotta shake people's hands, make relationships and keep the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you say you didn't make it to the highest level, okay, look at it this way. I said you made it to the I saw you level. throw a bomb at Florida State on ESPN, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so that level you made it to, right? Yeah. You know how many motherfucking kids that ain't it is under mm-hmm. that's that's praying they can get an offer from a college. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. you made it to a level yeah. that is super impactful. Yeah. But he, he, you understand he, what I'm he, saying? He making it to 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 to, to Philly in the training yeah. camp, like that's a level that a lot of players ain't 
They never get. Yeah, a lot of people don't get that. But and guess what? We downplay it so much that you begin to play the individual. Because I remember when I I got cut, I'm like, dang, like I failed, not realizing like what you guys are saying. Oh man! Because you go back home. And that's why I said I never want to be seen as just a football player. You come back home, and that's how people see you. Yeah. People only see you as a football player. Because now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, you ain't make it. So, hey, all right, we'll holler at you. We don't even holler at this person no more. We don't speak to you the same. We don't call you no more. We don't talk, we keep in touch. So then in my mind, it's like, let me go disappear a little while in the, in the CFL. Let me be up here. I was in the CFL chilling, vibing. Yeah. Just chilling, cause Canada was different. You just I, said, I left. After left out the high school to go to the Marine Corps for, I, I never got as famous as you, but I realized I had to leave. Mm-hmm. I had to get away. I had to go find out who I was, and it had to be away from here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I realized that. Um, and you probably, I mean, realize the same thing, man. Let me go figure out who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad's like a mayor, right? Yeah, he's the mayor of Miami Gardens. He's the mayor of Miami Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, Went from <laughs> dog on linebacker coach at the West, to the, to and then he was just like one day. Man, I'm finna, I'm finna run for politics. I'm gonna start doing politics. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And now he's the mayor of Miami Gardens. Yeah, the city councilman in yeah. 2012, and then my, then uh, for eight years, and then just became the mayor over here in 2020. Yeah. Yep. So listen, man, for, before we get out of here, uh, I want you to explain one thing. Going into your Jetfish came, what your senior? Year? Yes. Huh? Yeah. And when Jetfish came, my assumption was that Jetfish was this genius. Cause he came, he left right from you and went right to the league. Yeah. Was this genius that got? Well, he came from the league, though, right? Yeah, he came from Seattle. But he that this genius that got you on track. Mm-hmm. What actually happened? Like, what was the difference between Whipple that year? You said you was hurt. Then Jed Fish come. So with uh with Jed Fish, Jed Fish, he he is a genius. Yes. He, he is. He's a smart guy, and a lot of people like to downplay him a lot because he didn't play football. Yeah. And, but he was around it so much that it became a part of his life and it became something that he knew and understood. So, like, I go back and forth. Well, not back and forth. Chris Perkins is the one who taught me everything, and he's the smartest coach I've ever been around. Right. But then there's Jed Fish. Right. And um, Jed Fish, with him, I remember we was playing VTech, and uh, we driving down the field. This was probably, like, the second game of the season. And... We driving down the field, we had called the timeout, but I had just seen something. Uh-huh. And I knew it was going to be a touchdown. Yeah. So I come running excited <laughs> over to the sideline. And I'm like, hey, coach. Mind you, I ain't had a, we weren't, we didn't, um, we had audibles implemented and yeah. stuff like that. But I came to the sideline and I was like, hey, coach, if we go this formation um, against this defense, this coverage, I could throw, and he was like, the fade backside the street for a touchdown. And I looked at him, I was like, yeah. How you know I was going to say that? Was like, because that's what I'm about to call. Because <laughs> like, that's what I'm about to call. He was like, look. He was like, look. Sometime, in the middle of the game, I'm going to let you, uh, if you, I'm going to give you the formation and the protection. And then you call uh, the play based on how you see it. Whether it's run or pass. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Because I, I Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank you. This is my senior year. Right. Thank you. Like, go ahead. So he'll call plays, but then sometimes we get to the end zone and he'll just be like, um, L right or something like that. I write. And I'll be like, and he'll be like, you know, right. do it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I write, I write, I write. Go out there, I look. 
All right, and we're going to go 65 protection. We got a lion. We got this. Touchdown. Because I see it. Yeah. And he like, man, that's how it's supposed to be. And then I remember we were playing Boston College the last game. I, and I, very first play of the game, I blew my back. Uh-huh. And I had I had back surgery because of that. I just had back surgery uh, from from that stuff. So, uh very first play of the game, I threw a bomb to Travis for like 70 something yards, but I blew my back. Throwing like, the ball? Yeah, yeah. to the point <laughs> where like, I couldn't put nothing in it, but it was the last game of, my, of, of the season, and I'm like, I'm not coming out. Yeah. And boy, I should have just let Steven take over that game because <laughs> I only have, at that time, I had five interceptions for the season. Right. Through four. Right. How many touchdowns do you remember? I had 21. 22 touchdowns right. with five interceptions going into the game. Yeah. So I was like, I'm talking about, and then I played against one of the smartest players ever, Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley. Yeah. Oh my God. Is he as, as, as advertised? Man. A lot of times we think they overrated. No, hell no. <laughs> hey, Luke Keekley. He, it was like, I say hi, and I'm like, what the hell? He going straight down. <laughs> it's almost to the point where we just got to dirt the ball. He called their whole defense based off of, like, how we line up, everything. You'll see him, he'll see like this, and he'll look at me. He's just looking at me, and he's like, get back, get back. <laughs> What'd you he'll, want? Check, he'll check to, like, cover four. And I'm like, what the hell going on? And I caught him one time. Lamar broke for 80 yards. Yeah. So we get up there. We had a pass play on. I think it was a pass play or it was a run. No, it was a run to the opposite side. And, and when we lined up, it was a run to the left. And we had the perfect blocking scheme. I had my three um, guy was sitting on the outside shade over the guard, three technique. So I'm like, all right, we got it. And he looking at me, and he like looking at the old line and looking at the formation. You can see his eyes, and I'm waiting. I don't know why I'm waiting. Like, what he finna do? So I get on the center, and he looking at me. He like, hey, shift, shift, shift. So now his shift messes up. The, the technique yeah. So I'm like We playing chess So I'm like Alright he just shifted And made a one technique Go right here To the right side Cause they had like two threes One technique shifted Into the into the right side I could counter this So I was like Georgia even Georgia even Alpha Like whatever it was On one on one So now My lineman They're like Georgia even Georgia even So Luke like Go back Go back <laughs> And I went I said hi Turned around, handed that thing off. We got this. Blocked his ass. Because yeah. now he just shifted everybody away from the blocking scheme. Dog on Lamar Miller, gone. Gone. Faster than the mud. Faster than the mud. He hit that hole. What do, you, what do you think he could? What do you think he, he he didn't just, that's not just studying. That's actually him looking at you, looking at people. He studied tendencies. Right. He studied, right. He studied to the minute details. Right. Like how I used to study in, in high school. Uh-huh. Like that's how I watch film. I watch film on detail. Even in college, I would do that. I would watch. But I don't care what you running coverage wise. But your DBs, they be giving away coverages. Yeah. Like you have a DB, you know if he locked up like this in front of a receiver, nine times out of ten, is he the man? Yeah. Or he going he dropping back into say cover three. Yeah. And he usually short early. So as I'm in my cadence, if he ain't showing it, he's locked. Yeah. And you'll see that. And if he ain't peeking, if you don't see his head peeking over you, when they peek and look at the quarterback, it's on. Yeah. 
when they peeking and looking at me, okay, it's on. Carson Hager um, talked about that a lot. It's like a yeah, freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to watch that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he said the DBs give away. They give away everything. Yeah. The DBs give away everything. Because then you know, you know, you could kind of tell where everything. Another coach in, um, in Canada, he taught me this triangle to how to read defenses and um, based off a triangle. Like put different triangles on the field. And that's how he drew his offense. So he would have his offense in different triangles. Like it would make a triangle, like the routes. It was crazy. So it was six, you got like six halves of the field across yeah. in Canada. Six halves of the field. And then like two levels. But in this first half over here, you got this triangle between the cornerback, the safety, and the wheel. So now when you know, when you see this bump draw like this, they going they gonna run certain formations out of the I mean certain coverages out of out of this out of this uh, triangle. But you don't even need to know the coverage as you going. If this triangle goes like this, right. this area is open. Right. If this triangle goes like this, I mean this probably guy is probably mad. It's mad. It's mad. Now that means yeah, right. a seam or something like that is gonna be open. Yeah. If this triangle goes here, here. Now this area is over. Yeah. So you always just replace. So I used to, I end up getting out there on the field. Say I I see the DB draw back, the wheel linebacker stayed, the safety still stayed, that's cover four. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna right. take the hitch. You know automatically. Oh, now this guy just the corner he stayed down, the free safety moved over right. a little bit, the wheel went out a little bit, off and hit the bend of right behind him right. real quick. It was like just movements. You don't no, need no, to know I get, coverage. I get exactly, I get exactly yeah. what you're saying. So, so you say Jeffish was a was a genius. He was. He, he was. was a genius. Yes, yes. Bro, so that's why I'm happy he finally got yeah. him a head coaching job. He deserved that. Yeah. Yeah. He deserved it, and and Perk should have been in, in college <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so safe to say, you if you don't get hurt your thumb, you have a totally different career. Different. I have a totally different year. Yeah. Yeah. I have a totally different year. Even but, if you have a backup, if you have a backup, you sit down with 17 touchdowns. And it's the thing, if I redshirted after one of those years, mm-hmm. if I had redshirted the year after me, I think the, the quarterback, because mind you, the year I came out was straight gangsters in the draft. I ain't yeah. gonna lie, it was, I was sitting up there, hey, if I don't get drafted, I understand. It was <laughs> Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, Blaine Gabbert. No, Blaine was the year before. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Brock Osweiler, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. Um, Mike Glennon, Sean Renfrey, Landry Jones. Yeah. Like, and all these people, because we was all elite 11 together, went from playing high school ball mm-hmm. in the offenses that they played in to college playing in the same offenses. Right. So they never had to adjust anything. They played where they what they were supposed to play, and they balled out. Right. And, and it was like, dang, all of them. Got drafted in front, but the next year I think EJ Manuel went first round. He was the first quarterback yeah. taken uh-huh. at pick twenty five. Right. That never happened for quarterbacks, and I think on that year only only three people, or four or five quarterbacks got taken that year. Yeah. And I'm like, well, dang! If I'd have red shirt, that would have been the class I'd have been with. Right, right. But I ended up being with with all gangsters. <laughs> you met Andrew Luck. You said yeah, yeah, you I met him, and he was a little goofy kid when you met him. Elite eleven and, and Peyton Manning count. Now y'all coming out to get drafted, and you see him as a mm-hmm. as a gangster, right? Yeah, yeah. 
just those years was different for him and it was different for you mm -hmm. between high school and, and, and college. Yep. Um, you go somewhere else, you do something different. It could have been different for you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this is but I think it was exactly what was supposed to happen. Yeah. That's how I feel. Everything that happened, happened for a reason. I look at like my family, my beautiful daughter, yeah. Beyonce, everything, all that stuff. Like, shoot, I'm building a house right now. Yeah. Like, I'm blessed. Right. That's how I feel, right. truly. And I don't think I would have had all of these things had right. certain things happen to me. If everything would have been all glitz and glamour my whole career, who knows, especially being in Miami, who knows? <laughs> What type of person I'll be, or I might fall right into the same cycle as everybody else. So right, right, you can't right. really predict those things, you know. That's why I'm glad things happen the way they happen. I can now look back and help other people. Like, hey, look, you might not want to do this. I didn't live that life. I didn't live right. like the glamorous life, but the bad side. I didn't seen it both. I didn't walk in the clubs and dolphin players sitting outside mad at, mad at the fact that I'm in college getting in before them. Yeah. Like. They used to be crazy. Hey, they used to be hot. Like, he getting like, what's going on? And then I'd have been in situations where it's like I don't know nobody out there no more. Yeah. Because I don't keep myself involved in it. Right. It's, it's good and bad. Listen, man, we appreciate having you here, bro. I love enjoy being here. Man, I mean, we probably could have did this for another hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for another hour, man. There's just a lot of stuff we didn't touch, man. But um, listen, man, that's X. I'm Dean. Y'all make sure y'all go to the comment section man let us know what y'all thought about the interview hit like and share um we out of here oh,